In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the silence we discover, hopefully, we discover that not every thought needs a voice. And that oftentimes we've said things that we wish we wouldn't have. One time, I was a, a bit early for a trip. I was heading down to the capital down in D.C. and I arrived a little bit early and ended up having a conversation with this homeless gentleman and we uh, went into sharing a little bit about each of our lives and he shared with me his whole life story and uh, in the midst of the conversation he began to tell me how he was feeling a little bit sick and that's when I planted my foot right in my mouth and I said, what are you doing out? You should be home resting. And then it kind of hit me. Uh, Another time there was a a guy who was sharing a story about how he was uh, in school. He was in elementary school and he was, uh, there was another kid in the class, in another one of the classes and and he realized, he looked at the the girl, he said, why is your, why are you walking around with your arm in your jumper? And he said, later I realized it's because she had one arm. And, uh, and then yet another time, I remember, again, a personal story this time. And when I was in Starbucks and I congratulated this uh, not-so-pregnant woman after looking at her belly and congratulated her and then I had to run out and leave my drink behind. We, we've all said things impulsively that we look back on and we're like, man, I wish I could take that back. A little bit of embarrassment comes our way. But we go about our life and we move on and we kind of forget. As embarrassing as impulsivity can be with things that we say, it can be a bigger problem when it comes to discipleship. When speaking to a huge crowd, Jesus used an example of managing a building project when describing the issue of impulsivity in discipleship. He says, For which of you intending to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation, is not able to finish. You see, sometimes people are just impulsive or emotional in their relationships with God. Once in a small town, there was this young woman, her name was Rebecca. She lived within a close-knit community of fellow Christians. The town had a beautiful church at its center, and every Sunday the community gathered together to celebrate liturgy and to sing praises unto God. Rebecca was known for her spontaneity, and her impulsiveness. She loved the Lord. She loved her faith. But oftentimes, she would get caught up in the busyness of life. Some Sundays, she would show up and she'd be right up front and she'd be praising really loudly and she'd be focused and she'd be listening and she would have great enthusiasm, immersing herself into the time of worship. And other times, she would just get swept away with last-minute plans, errands, or even just the coziness of her home. She loved being there. One day, the 
priest, realizing Rebecca's inconsistent attendance, decided to have a, a conversation with her and ask her about it. He asked about her sporadic presence at liturgy, expressing concern for her spiritual well-being. Appreciating his genuine care, Rebecca, she explained that her impulsive nature, or spontaneity as she described it, oftentimes led her astray. She admitted that she struggled to be consistent in her spiritual life because of her spontaneity. Impulsiveness, oftentimes cloaked in the language of spontaneity, can be a detriment to our spiritual lives. I think if we're honest, each one of us can in some ways relate to Rebecca. Sometimes we feel enthusiastic and other times we get distracted and pulled away by Aaron's busyness or just wanting to stay in the coziness of our homes. Jesus tells us if we are planning a construction project, we wouldn't want spontaneity. No, we would want to plan and calculate the resources to ensure that we completed the project. And that's exactly the point Jesus is making about our own discipleship. So what happens if we are just spontaneous? What happens if we're not planful? Jesus tells us that those who saw the impulsively half-built tower would see it and they would begin to mock, saying, this man began to build and he wasn't able to finish. Now, you may see or hear that and say, like, I don't really care. I don't care what people think. I live for Jesus alone. I'm rough. I'm tough. I'm thick-skinned. What people say and think doesn't really phase me too much. Besides, both Christ and St. Paul in different places, obviously, warned against being people-pleasers in our lives. Spoke about how we should seek to live our lives pleasing and honoring God. So what exactly is Christ getting at in this section? Jesus is saying that if we call ourselves his disciples and live out our faith in an impulsive and a sporadic way, our Christian witness will unintentionally become a mockery for the name of Jesus. You may say, like, I don't care what people say about me. But what Jesus is telling us here is that if you are involved in this building of the kingdom of God and you live out your life in a sporadic, unintentional way, that such a witness will lead to the name of Jesus and the kingdom of God being mocked. In other words, becoming a follower of Jesus carries with it a major responsibility and requires thoughtful and deliberate choices. It's not an impulsive decision that we come to. We don't wake up and say like, I wonder what I'm going to do this Sunday morning. Or Saturday night, hmm, I'm not sure yet. I think maybe I'll be going to church. Or when we wake up in the mornings, hmm, maybe I'll pray this morning. What Jesus is telling us here is it's not about an impulsive 
decision or set of decisions made on a whim or without consideration of the challenges and the responsibility that's required. There must be intentionality. He tells us that we have to sit down and count the cost. Plan how you will use your life, your resources, your gifts, your time. Plan how you're going to use your conversations at the upcoming company holiday party. Think about how it is you're going to use your time when you're at school or when you're at home studying. Consider how it is that you are going to spend your day in the hours that are coming so that you can be intentional about walking as a disciple of Jesus today. Christ is calling the crowds to be intentional about being his disciple. Discipleship involves discipline that requires commitment and oftentimes delayed gratification. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 6 encourages us to go or look to the ants. And Solomon calls us sluggards, okay? Lazy folks. So look at the ant, go to the ant, and consider her ways and be wise. Now, St. Augustine, looking at this passage, he says the following. He says that the ant of God, look how he gets up every day, hurries to the church of God, prays, listens to the readings, sings the hymns, digests what he has heard, thinks upon those things, and stores within himself the grains gathered from the threshing floor. How beautiful. In other words, if we're to make way for God's grace in our lives, we're to be intentional in spending time drawing closer to God in every way we possibly can. Praying and reading and attending liturgy, gathering together with others in a true spiritual fellowship. So yes, Jesus is telling us, count the cost. Make a decision and have a plan. Near the end of Joshua's life in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, he calls the children of Israel to be intentional in walking as the people of God. See, they were one foot in and one foot out. They worshiped God but they also worshipped the gods of the nations. So Joshua lays this decision before them, and he says, Fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods of your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, in whose the land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. He's telling us we need to be intentional. In fact, what I respect and appreciate about Joshua, he was saying if you want to worship the old gods, have at it. But be intentional. If you say that you're going to be a disciple, a follower of Christ, 
then be intentional. Be purposeful in your walk as Christians. To be a disciple requires a series of choices. We must be prepared to make a decision to forsake all and follow Jesus, to take up our cross and follow him. But that choice isn't something that we do once and then move on with our lives. We are called to make it a daily choice, to make it a choice throughout the day and to make it a continual choice for the entirety of our life. That choice of being a disciple requires that we hear the voice of the master calling us. If you recall last week, we concluded the parable of the sower with the same nine words of Christ that the deacon just read for us this morning. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Sometimes we feel convicted, we feel bad, and so we're moved to repent, to turn our lives to God. But perhaps today, what the Lord is calling us to do by hearing is to make a choice. To not just simply feel bad and make a change for a few minutes, but to hear, in other words, to be intentional rather than impulsive in our response to the voice of the Holy Spirit who's calling us this morning, who's tugging at us to walk as disciples, to take up our cross and to follow Christ. Maybe it's for that reason that some of the desert fathers regularly withdrew into the wilderness to find silence because not every thought requires a voice. And so sometimes what we need to do is we need to go into the silence, into the stillness to hear that one voice of God calling us to take up our cross and to follow him, to be intentional in our walk with him, to escape from the noise of the world in pursuit of silence, seeking an environment conducive to prayer where we can hear the voice of God and that we can avoid the impulsive stimuli that's going around us and that's pulling us away. In the silence, I believe we can discover the voice of the one that should be heard. And as we prepare for Advent, I would encourage you to seek out times, moments, each day and throughout your day where you can enter into the stillness so that you can be intentional in responding to the voice of God. So that he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him respond with intentionality. All glory be to God forever. Amen.